morning. I'm Mike Yoreta. Here are the stories in our continuing coverage of the COVID-19 pandemic. The World Health Organization warns lockdowns may not be enough to contain COVID-19. The Philippine government orders the increased production of essential medical supplies and medicines to boost the country's COVID-19 response. Philippine Senator Coco Pimentel apologizes for breaching COVID-19 quarantine protocols. This as the Makati Medical Center is forced to place some of its staff members on home quarantine. And the country's funeral industry is challenged to meet the government's new directives for COVID-19 fatalities. We're looking at live scenes from Beijing, where the health ministry is holding its morning briefing. The vice ministers of Foreign Affairs, Science and Technology, National Health Commission, and China International Development Corporation Agency are speaking about China's cooperation with the international community in the fight against the coronavirus. China reported 67 new cases of the novel coronavirus on Wednesday, all of which are travelers from abroad. This is the second consecutive day that no new local transmission was reported. Authorities have ramped up quarantine and screening measures in travel hubs for fear of a second wave of infections. Hubei province, the origin of the virus, has opened its borders. The two-month-long lockdown in Hubei will be lifted on April 8th, a milestone in China's war against the epidemic, giving it a chance to reboot its economy. As the situation begins to improve in China, renowned tourist attractions have reopened their doors. Among them, the Pingyao Ancient City and Mount Wutai in Shaanxi Province. Sections of the Great Wall of China have also reopened. Guests, however, are required to wear face masks and to observe physical distancing. Visitor entry will also be limited. Here at home, the number of confirmed COVID-19 cases in the country rises to 636 after the health department reported 84 new cases. The death toll also rose by 3 to 38. The latest fatalities are a 56-year-old Filipino male from Quezon City who had no travel history or exposure to a known COVID-19 case and a 57-year-old resident from Caloacan. The other was an 82-year-old Filipino woman from Marikina City who recently traveled to the United States and was exposed to a COVID-19 case. Meanwhile, the country's total number of recovered patients rises to 26 after six more patients are cleared of the coronavirus disease. The number of Filipinos with COVID-19 overseas has also risen. The Philippine Foreign Affairs Department says there are now 172 cases of Filipinos with the disease outside of the country. 80 of them are undergoing treatment, 90 have since recovered, while two have passed away. Most of the cases are in the Asia-Pacific region. The DFA has said it stands ready to assist Filipinos in need of help during this difficult time. It also urged them to follow the protocols set forth by the countries they're located in. The Philippine government is directing the increased production of essential medical supplies and medicines for domestic use as the country attempts to boost its COVID-19 response. That's on top of its earlier order asking export-oriented enterprises that are manufacturing medicine and medical equipment to set aside at least 80% of their daily production for Philippine consumption. CI Secretary Mon Lopez is now talking to all of the manufacturing industry, uh, manufacturers in the manufacturing industry kung sino sa palagay niya ang may capability to produce the PPEs, to produce the equipment, 
and even the medicines that we need. The DOSD mm -hmm. um, also has a lot of um, prototypes when it comes to PPEs, um, and and they're already they've been tasked by mm -hmm. the task force already to also um, push for the production of um, PPEs, uh, gloves, um, and others na and even Max still have a prototype even for ventilators. Meanwhile, Cabinet Secretary Carlo Nograles says they are working on finalizing the Joint Memorandum Circular, which defines the beneficiaries of the Social Amelioration Program. But he admits there is a new hurdle, given that several high-level officials were exposed to Congressman Eric Yap, who were exposed to Congressman Eric Yap, rather, are now undergoing voluntary self-quarantine. In terms of uh, distribution, yun sana yung ire-report sa amin uh, dapat today. But um, naghanap pa kami ng paraan paano yung reporting kasi marami po sa amin ang mag-voluntary self-quarantine na. Mm -hmm. uh, so we're having, we have to do telecom. Right. Hindi makakondina ng IETF today. If, even if we say we'll convene na lang tomorrow, uh, the technical working group has to complete uh, its task already. And if maring uh, to get the signatures already, um, you get the signatures na para hindi tayo magtatagal. Philippine Senator Aquilino Coco Pimentel III reiterates his apology to the Makati Medical Center after the health facility slammed him for breaching COVID-19 quarantine protocols. Pimentel brought his wife, his pregnant wife, who was due for a cesarean delivery to the hospital Tuesday, March 24th. But while at the hospital, he received a call from the health department confirming that he is positive for COVID-19. Pimentel explains, although he was waiting for his COVID-19 test results, he did not have a doctor's order to go on self-quarantine. I ordered my COVID testing. It was my own initiative, Yon, as, as an expectant father after learning that my, my other colleagues had themselves tested. And then out of precaution, because I was living with a pregnant wife, I would like to sincerely and profoundly apologize to the management and staff of the Makati Medical Center for this very unfortunate incident. I, I never intended to do any harm to anyone. MMC's medical director, Dr. Saturnino Javier, says the Makati Medical Center's delivery room complex has since been decontaminated. He adds Pimentel's actions forced them to put staff members, critical staff members who had contact with the senator, on home quarantine. If your colleagues are already declaring their positive and yung iba po nagko-quarantine, ikaw umiikot pa ng hospital, to me, it's... It's not a good thing to do. I'll also take this uh, opportunity to remind all our duly elected officials to really follow what they preach, to really make sure they do, do not contribute to the problem. And in fact, dapat sa, sa kanila rin po manggaling ang solusyon. Pimentel is the second Philippine senator to contract the disease following Senator Juan Miguel Zubiri. The Philippine Justice Department, meanwhile, sees no grounds yet to launch an investigation into Senator Coco Pimentel's breach of the quarantine protocols. Justice Secretary Maynard Guevara insists that the facts are still unfolding. He is urging the public to leave the matter to the proper authorities. If a probe is necessary, the Justice Department says they will temper the rigor of the law with human compassion. 
Aside from Senator Pimentel, two other government officials have tested positive for COVID-19. ACT CIS party list representative Eric Goyap received his results on March 25th, 10 days after taking the test. But before that, he attended a meeting in Malacanang on March 21st and the March 23rd special session at the House of Representatives. Yap has apologized to those he may have exposed to the virus. Mula nung nalaman ko to, tinawagan ko kagad si speaker, then tinawagan ko kagad yung mga kakilala ko niya sa Malacanang, and then sinabi ko sa kanila itong balitang to dahil gusto ko po makapag-ingat po ang lahat ng tao. Meanwhile, the governor of Rizal province, Rebecca Yanares, has also tested positive for COVID-19. Yanares is in stable condition and under quarantine. Former Senator Ferdinand Bongbong Marcos Jr. has been tested for COVID-19. This after he felt unwell following a recent trip to Spain. His sister, Senator Aimee Marcos, says her brother was still waiting for his results, is now feeling better and recovering at home. Reports circulated Wednesday that Marcos Jr. was hospitalized for pneumonia and that he would be taken to Singapore for treatment. But Senator Aimee Marcos also shut both of those rumors down. Meanwhile, the Philippine General Hospital is seeking the assistance of volunteers as it prepares to boost its capacity to serve as a referral center for COVID-19 cases. PGH spokesperson Jonas Del Rosario says they are sufficiently staffed so far, though further down the line they may eventually need the help of volunteers. He adds some interns who have pledged to help will be tapped to assist doctors. 100 or 120 doctors na na-hire ang DOH na bibigay sa mga tatlong COVID-19 referral centers. To beef up also, kami po ay nananawagan ng volunteer doctors, yung po mga alumni ng UPPG. Kailangan pa ay humingi ng tulong sa AFP. Yung mga doktor po sa military, baka makatulong din po kung talagang medyo kakapusin. Yung mga interns, oh, oh. Mm -hmm. uh, gagamitin po ng PGH, hindi po sa frontline, hindi po yes, sila oh, para oh, sa COVID-19, oh, kundi oh. po tulungan po nila yung mga nasa frontline na gawin yung ibang mga bagay para ma-free up po yung mga ibang doktor. Del Rosario says they are preparing their charity and pay wards for referred cases. 130 beds will be allocated for the patients who test positive for COVID-19 and for mild but high-risk persons under investigation with moderate to severe symptoms. All quarantine checkpoints will now be under police supervision. The Philippine National Police issued a memorandum Wednesday ordering local police units to supervise all border control points set up by various city, municipal and village local governments. This is to ensure that the checkpoints are compliant with the prescribed guidelines on the enhanced community quarantine. Among the guidelines observed are the safe and unrestricted passage of food and other essential goods, as well as authorized personnel categorized in the medical, agriculture, industrial and utilities sectors. When the Philippine province of Cebu goes into enhanced community quarantine, all public transportation will be shut down and people will only be allowed to go out for essential needs. That's according to Governor Gwendolyn Garcia, who says the lockdown will take effect at 12.01 a.m. on March 27th. Quarantine measures include no longer accepting international passengers at the Mactan Cebu International Airport. People's movements around the province will also be restricted. Owners of essential businesses will have to handle transportation for their employees, while local government units will handle the transportation needs of frontline workers.
little by little, we have already been imposing mga restrictions on the movement of our constituents. Unang-una, nagkaroon na tayo ng curfew. We impose curfew at 10 o'clock in the evening hanggang 5 in the morning. They will be um, accosted by our PNP and they are subjected to a lecture and uh, on a case-to-case -case basis, they are held for some hours. As the Philippines records its 38th COVID-19 death, the country's funeral industry admits that they're having a difficult time meeting the government's new directives for fatalities linked to this disease. According to the health department, patients who died due to confirmed or suspected COVID-19 complications should be buried or cremated within 12 hours. Strict disinfection measures should also be observed in handling the remains at all times. The government has ordered a funeral support fund worth 25,000 pesos for each indigent COVID-19 death. But the National Federation of Mortuary Stakeholders says this may not be enough to cover all related expenses. Pero dahil ito'y bagong virus, mabuti na yung may extra uh -huh. precautions. Mm -hmm. Kaya sabi natin, yung kanilang cadaver bag, palutin talaga, uh, talaga selyado, uh, naka-tape, over, tapos sprayan ng uh, maraming sodium hypochlorite. Kailangan, eh, mag-show po sila ng uh, PPE. Uh, yun pa rin po ang isang problema ng, ng industriya namin ngayon. Wala na po kaming makuhanan. So most likely, nag-improvise na lang po, po lahat kasi ng LGUs. Uh, meron po silang public uh, crematory. You know? So uh, ang gusto sana po namin, ma-request din, na yung mga crematory po, uh, ma mabuksan po, lalo na po yung mga private. Uh, karamihan po kasi ng mga private crematories po ngayon, eh, ayaw po tumanggap ng mga COVID cases. On Wednesday, the national government warned funeral companies will face penalties if they refuse to handle the remains of those who died of COVID-19. Local governments have also been authorized to put a price cap or to enforce a price freeze on funeral services. Over 200 undocumented and distressed overseas Filipino workers in Kuwait were brought back to the Philippines on Wednesday. The repatriation is part of the Kuwaiti government's precautionary measures to thwart the spread of COVID-19 in the Arab nation. The Filipinos flew in via a special Kuwait Airways flight. Their pending cases and exit clearances were settled by the Philippine Embassy in Kuwait. Meanwhile, some 91 distressed OFWs who were unable to get exit clearances remain at the Philippine Overseas Labor Office shelter in Kuwait. Philippine officials say they will work on their cases after Kuwait ends its one-month public holiday meant to contain the spread of COVID-19. There are currently 195 confirmed COVID-19 cases in Kuwait, and six of whom are Filipino domestic workers. The World Health Organization says locking down entire countries won't be enough to win the battle against this COVID-19 pandemic. But the global health body says keeping people indoors will buy time and reduce pressure on hospitals. The WHO adds precise and targeted measures are needed to curb the spread of this virus. Already, we have lost more than 16,000 lives. We know we will lose more. How many more will be determined by the decisions we make and the actions we take now? We understand that these countries are now trying to assess when and how they will be able to ease these measures. The answer depends on what countries do while these population-wide measures are in place.
Spain extends its state of emergency for another 15 days as the COVID-19 death toll in the country surpasses China's. The state of emergency, which saw schools, restaurants and non-essential stores shuttered, will now last until April 12th. This is the European country struggling to cope with a health crisis. It recorded another 738 deaths on Wednesday, bringing its total to over 3,400. It now has the second highest number of deaths globally after Italy. Hospitals across the country are overwhelmed, and a skating rink in Madrid has been turned into a makeshift morgue. In other news, the Republican-led U.S. Senate unanimously, unanimously rather, backed a $2 trillion economic stimulus bill aimed at curbing COVID-19's impact on America's economy. The surprising move comes after bitter negotiations that saw the measure fail to pass twice. It now heads to the House of Representatives, which could vote sometime this week. President Donald Trump earlier said he will sign the bill into law as soon as it's passed by Congress. Prayers and support are pouring out for health workers battling the COVID-19 pandemic all over the world. Pope Francis led Catholics to simultaneously offer the Lord's Prayer on Wednesday for the sick and for their families, as well as for the healthcare workers and other frontliners. The pontiff also earlier expressed his admiration for the medical workers, referring to them as the saints next door. Here at home, the health department has called on the public to wear red armbands as a show of support for the health care workers who continue to fight and care for COVID-19 patients, especially for the doctors who have died while serving the people. Meanwhile, members of the Lumad indigenous group in the Philippine province of Bukidnon also offered their prayers amid this pandemic. The group offered a traditional ritual as they prayed for the end of COVID-19. And that was the latest in our continuing coverage of the COVID-19 pandemic. I'm Mikey Orado. You can watch highlights, recaps, and exclusive content of our shows online. Subscribe to the ANC YouTube channel. You can also listen to podcasts of ANC shows. Just search hashtag ANC podcast on Spotify, Apple, Google, and Stitcher. For comments, you can also email us at ancfeedback at abs-cbn.com.